We've got lots of great things to cover tonight, starting with millennials. You know the generation that everyone talks about but no one understands? And we blame them for everything? Well, the latest victim, golf. Golf apparently is dying. We're going to talk about books versus movies, which one you like more, which one's more important, because if you were at Comic-Con or you heard about Comic-Con, there's lots of ready-made books or books that are getting turned into movies, and I feel like we should cover that. And last but certainly not least, I had a great conversation tonight with some friends of mine about the end of university and if it really even matters anymore. So tonight will be a good show. Let's get into it. Yeah, this one killed me because, one, I don't golf, but two, I think I'm a millennial, barely. But I count in there. But how funny is it that every week there's a story blaming the millennials for something, right? It was avocado toast. They were killing baseball. They killed this. I actually heard read a story about how millennials are responsible for killing the napkin, right? Instead of buying napkins, they buy paper towel because it makes way more sense to have something that's diverse instead of, you know, napkins and paper towels and Kleenexes and all that sort of stuff. They just they're they're useful. Well, the latest victim is golf. Apparently, golf is too long for millennials to want to play. It could be that or the fact that there's so many like unwritten rules about you know wearing your hats in the, the clubhouse or you know paying this membership fee or not having any friends within 25 plus years of age, right? Like, can we really blame millennials for this? I think it's funny that they're now developing, they call them 12-hole golf courses, six front, six back, they're th- par three, you can get in and get out in two hours. Like, I mean, that's fine. It's fine for some people. But why, why are we afraid of change, right? Like, why do we blame the millennials for the fact that they don't find golf interesting like you once did? I mean, is that not fine, right? Like, does, does, do we need to change the fabric of golf so that millennials will enjoy it and appreciate it? Or can we just let golf be golf? And if you don't like it, you don't like it. And that means probably some golf courses, because they are, might close. We've got to be okay with that. Right, like we don't need to keep every single golf course opening because guess what? There's probably frisbee golf courses opening because millennials find that more interesting. It's one of those time heralded things that we as humans do not do well with. We don't do well with change. And I don't know, maybe there's a good book out there you can recommend about how we can get better at change. But we got to stop blaming millennials for everything. Yeah, like they're different than their parents and their grandparents, as their children will be different from them. So things are going to change. Let's, let's, let's just lay off this generation for, just for once. How many of us are staunch, I'm a book person over the movie person? Anyone? I think, I think most of us are if we have the time to read a book or listen to a book if you're an audible.com person, right? Because I mean, it makes more sense. There's not one book that's been written that wasn't significantly better than the movie. And if there's, if there's a, an exception to that rule, please be, feel free to share it with me. But as far as I'm concerned, I would much rather read a book than a movie. The problem is time. And so like Comic-Con just been wrapped up, and there's all these wicked new trailers out. And one of them that I was really excited about was Ready Player One. If you haven't read it, or if you haven't, you're going to save and watch the movie. It's about like this future where everyone's wearing VR. And there's a thing called the Oasis that people go into. And that's kind of like the virtual world where everyone kind of spends time. And 
I was fascinated by the book because that's in many ways how I see our world moving, right? Like in 25 years' time, we'll all have either contacts with this VR system where virtual reality or augmented reality will be the new world that we live in because it's more exciting than the, than the natural world and we'll appreciate it more, right? Like we can go into that on another occasion. But I just think it's amazing that I, we, we continue – to read the books, if you're like me, and then go see the movie and be disappointed, right? Like, does anyone else do that? What we should be doing is going to the movie and saying, hey, that movie was awesome. I'm going to go read the book. Like, it's kind of a catch-22 because if you do that, I mean, either way, no, if, if you do that, right, if, if you know how the movie ends and you read the book, well, then you understand how the book ends. It kind of ruins the payoff for you. But if you go read the book first, well, then the movie is, always sucks. So you can't really win here, but... All this to say, if you're not going to watch the movie, Ready Player One, read the book. It's very interesting. It brings up some really interesting themes on society today. And it's got some really neat retro game, if you're one of those retro gamers, like there's Pac-Man in there and things like that. It's worth checking out. Please, please, if you don't read it, go see the movie. Uh, Steven Spielberg is supposed to, be, supposed to be fantastic. I'm sure you'll hear more about it uh, coming this winter. I had a really interesting discussion today with some friends about University and its need to evolve, change, adapt, or just flat out go away, right? So let's focus on, I mean, there's different faculties, right? Like engineering that is a bit more difficult or computer science, that sort of thing. But let's focus on the business faculty, right? Is the value of going to business school, is it worth what we pay for? I was just in Boston. They, they pay like $47,000 for a semester in the business school at Harvard, which is a lot of money, right? It's obviously less here in Canada, but, but it's the value there. Is me going to four years of business school and university, does that pay off any more than is me going to learn tangible skill sets, right? Or investing that time and money in what I'm already passionate about. I had a good friend who started a, a movie company, and he's very successful at it now, and he challenged me because he didn't go to university. He said, Greg, if you took your four years of university, the time and the money that you spent studying for those exams – and invested that into a passion project, do you think you'd be further off today than you are? And it was hard to deny it. Excuse me. It was hard to disagree with them on that, right? Like, yeah, I start my business. Maybe it fails, but I've learned lessons on how businesses work, and I've learned accounting and finance and all that sort of stuff. And I kind of feel like the business school or the business faculty in universities and things like this, we're not really preparing students for the real world. Like we're giving them theories that, yeah, they, they often they make sense and they're important, but you can learn them way more by getting the scars in the real world than the, just the theories, right? Like, yeah, you got an X wrong. Oh, it didn't make sense. And I know we're trying to do this through different case examples, right, where you study a case based uh, on a real-world problem and then you do your, sort of, you do your uh, analysis on it, which is a start. But the real world doesn't give you all the answers or all the data, right? You have to work with a lot of unknowns. And I just... I feel like there's an opportunity for someone to create a school that gives you real tangible skills that you want to learn, right? That you can select and say, hey, I want to learn this, this, this from experts that are already doing it as opposed to just theories. Now, I may be crazy. Maybe you're like, hey, Greg, that's a, a trade school like, uh, like, like so many out there are a tech college. But I just feel like the university needs to change and change drastically, right? Because there's nothing that I can't Google. That uh, that they're going to teach me, and especially the business school, so, like the social media classes, right? They print three hundred dollar textbooks on social media. Well, social media changes every week, if not every day, 
right? That, that, they just, anyway, there's so many things that need to change about that. But I want to know, how would you change formal education? Because I'm curious. Whoa, some longer takes tonight. And you know what? I think I like that. It was a bit more therapeutic for me to kind of process and kind of give you insight into how I think and hopefully encourage you to call or use this new discussion feature and tell me how you think, right? Like these topics are for us. I know that I'm doing this 100 Days of Anchor where I'm trying to work on my storytelling and my wit and my enunciation and my ability to you know, communicate one thing at a time without saying ums, ands, or the, having the wrong awkward pauses, all that sort of stuff, but... If you're listening to this, you're along for the ride. And I would appreciate your feedback. I have no problem publishing your stuff. Use a new discussion feature. Call in. Do whatever we can. Let's chat. And have a good night. Hey, Greg. I just wanted to call in on your segment about millennials. I mean, you're right on. Millennials do catch blame for everything. But what I really think is going on is that it's not so much that millennials are destroying anything. It's just that short-sighted writers are seeing things as obvious as golf courses closing, poking them in the eye. And they're identifying it as a millennial thing, but it's not. It's just humans are making different choices with how they spend their time. Technology has changed everything forever. You know, I'm spending a minute calling into your station rather than, you know, watching Good Morning America. The the technology is changing our choices. Millennials, they're not destroying anything. Humans are just evolving. Thoughts from Kurt? Kurt, I feel like I feel like I said that already. But I want to say thank you for reiterating that. We're on the same page, you and me. Millennials shouldn't be blamed. Change is okay. Let's, uh, let's meet for lunch sometime.